0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always. By the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and as always, I am joined by Nick Horwat here on this Monday morning, and a victory Monday morning if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Horwat, it's been a while since we've had an episode where we get to just talk about Penguins victories. How excited are you to talk about some W's instead of just talking about some losses?
0: Hey, hey they're not even just wins, man. They are dominant wins. Tristan Jari just made another save. Um, much different than what he was doing last episode, which was just letting in another one. Uh, my God, this was a fun little weekend. Mm -hmm. I guess it started on a Thursday, but you know what? We went to Point Park. The weekend started on Thursdays. Damn right. It was a fun little weekend for Pence fans. Not so much Steeler fans, but that's not what we're here to talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it all if you're a Pittsburgh sports fan. We used to, but we can't have it all anymore, I guess is the best way to put it. Do we ever have it all? The Pirates have always sucked. Well, have it all in terms of the Penguins and the Steelers. We've never had it really. I mean, at least in our lifetime, we've never had it with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, the the best we get is twenty thirteen. <sighs> that's looking like a farce every day. Eh, I, I'm Don't don't do that to me. That's that's the only. I mean, I've I'm holding on to hope to for the future you. of the Pirates. But hey, so
0: am I. For once, finally, it's good. But for now, uh, Steelers bad. Penguins good again.
1: Penguins good um, again. That's nice. Yes,
0: that's what we're here for, to discuss them beating down the bad, the very, very bad Montreal Canadiens. And it's not yeah. just that they're bad. They've been hit with some bad luck in terms of not having star players, so mm-hmm. you feel bad for them. And that was a game that we should have won like that. Yes. So, cool. We got that one out of the way, and it was a good confidence builder, really. Mm-hmm. Team looked good. Six goals is always fun. And then we go into Toronto... Um, not only is it going into Toronto, it's going into Toronto on Saturday on hockey night in Canada as one of the hottest
1: teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And Hey, a shutout. Yeah. Again, back-to-back yeah. shutouts for Tristan Johnny. And we'll get into that a little bit later in a couple of minutes, but, uh, you mentioned six to nothing win against the Montreal Canadians, you do exactly what you're supposed to against that team, which is something that if you're the penguins, that's a good sign. Not only getting the two points. But a blowout victory. I mean, it's been a while since we've seen a blowout victory. It's nice to get one where it's needed, and it's nice to get one on the road. Sidney Crosby gets his first goal. that He opened up the scoring. And more importantly, not just the fact that they scored, because the first line also potted in another goal later in that game with Jake Gensel's tally. But the first line is starting to look like they looked last season when all three of them were up over 20 goals and around the same point when it comes to goals and they were all putting up really good numbers in the assist column as well. So it's nice to see that first line start to click on all cylinders like it did last season.
0: Yeah, it was just gonna take a little time. I think we knew that. I mean mm-hmm. going into the few games before, yeah, you don't want to lose to the to the very bad Blackhawks. you no. don't want to lose to you don't want to lose that bad to the Ottawa Senators. and then uh, you would like to beat Buffalo. But, again, this is a team that's trying to get itself back to full health, and um, it takes a couple of games, I guess.
1: I like how you uh, just left out the Capitals beating that we took. I couldn't find it. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I'd like to forget it, too, screen. so that's fine.
0: I knew I was missing one. It's a little further over on my screen over here. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I would like to forget that game, too. But, luckily, that is in the rearview mirror right now, the Pittsburgh Penguins. What have you done for me lately and lately – includes that 6 to nothing drubbing of the Montreal Canadiens. Also in that game, Teddy Blueger scores two goals. Brock McGinn pots another one and that fourth line combines for three tallies in a in a game where, you know what? It's nice to see some secondary scoring. We had it at the beginning of the season. It kind of faded away a little bit there whenever the Penguins were starting to struggle. And now getting that back is a huge portion of why this team had success over the weekend. So nice to see Teddy Bluger get a couple. Nice to see Brock McGinn back on the score sheet. And realistically, nice to see all four lines contributing in that game.
0: That's exactly what you want to see always. I think um, for a team that needed it it was good that it was a blowout too i mean Mm -hmm. we're not worried that's kind of the kind of game where you're not worried about running up the score Mm -hmm. you know That's true we need to just kick the heels up a little and actually do something so i had no complaints about it reaching six if it had to go to seven nothing go for it Mm -hmm. um it's it was just one of those games that hey everyone needed to you know get off their ass and do something and they finally did it yeah Um, like I said, yeah, it, yeah, the Canadians are bad. Yeah. They don't have their captain or their future hall of fame goaltender, but who they had in to start Primo.
1: Yeah. Caden Primo. He's, He's supposed to be good. Is he not? Yeah. But he's young. I mean, young goaltenders. We, we, we know how that works out. Yeah. Obviously.
0: Yeah. He's young and still has time to grow in, but, um, I guess here's a quick welcome to the NHL lesson. I don't know how long he's been playing for,
1: but... I think he spot-started a couple times.
0: Well, hey, welcome to the league, kid. Here's the mighty Penguins. Angry, upset, coming off of... Coming off of a game against Buffalo where they didn't look totally awful, Mm -hmm. at least in the second half. I mean... Especially the third period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So a very unhappy, (laughs) unruly Penguins offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had it coming. And, I mean, granted, it was a game without Mike Sullivan, but still, he was able to join them for the Hockey Night Canada game in Toronto, and things looked just as good there, except with a much better goalie in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the Toronto game could have ended up exactly like the Montreal game, if not for Jack Campbell. I mean, I don't think enough people have talked about the fact that he has been really good for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and again... That is the reason that this game was not a blowout like Thursday night's game. But if you're looking from the Pittsburgh Penguins side of things on Saturday night, you have to be, once again, very happy with what you saw. You only won the game two to nothing. But listen, a two to nothing win against that team. Toronto came in on a five game winning streak. They went out and they beat the Islanders on Sunday afternoon. So this is a really good Toronto team. And the Penguins right now are 2-0 against them on the season. That's not a bad feather to have in your cap right now. You have Jake Gensel opening up the scoring. It s- seemed like he had scored a lot, and then I went back and looked at it. And he's currently on a five-game goal streak, or a four-game goal streak. Sorry, I don't need to put the cart before the horse. Hopefully, he scores tonight against Winnipeg. But a four-game goal streak for him. In two of those games, the Penguins only scored one goal. So, yeah, he's definitely right now leading the Penguins' charge offensively his seventh goal on the season and his numbers with seven goals and 14 points are starting to look like what we expected at the outset of the season.
0: It's exactly what we were expecting and exactly what we wanted. It took him a little time, but I think that just fits the penguins mold of being the slow starters. Yeah. It doesn't help that his slow start happened to coincide with Crosby and Malkin being out. And so it Mm -hmm. looked a little worse, but luckily enough we had other cover for a couple games and then, as people started getting back, I think it was just the inconsistencies that piled up for us that we didn't have chemistry going. Mm-hmm. Let's just try and look for excuses, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, it is uh, difficult. It is. Yeah. And, but now we pop in, you know, we pop in six against a bad team, much needed. Cancels. That was, that would have been his third go- game in a row. Cause he's on yeah. four now. Yeah. That would have been his third game in a row. Um, Crosby finally gets involved, and that line looks good. That line looks like it's doing something the way it should be. Um, Then you pop over to Saturday night where Jake Ensel's scoring again, opening the scoring on a butterfly of a shot, really. Mm. Um, But not much you can do about it. Goal's a goal. It
1: counts. It was in, and... We scored the second one in the first two, right? Yeah, Jeff yeah. Carter's goal was also in the first period, and then it was just complete and utter shutdown by both goaltenders.
0: It was, um, especially going into the closing of the game that mm. five on three that we were able to kill off. Yep. Against that team, yeah, I saw five on three. I thought, man, this is not ball game. But I mean, how disappointing are the Leafs this year? Because not anymore are they.
1: No, no, they they haven't been. In a long time, actually. Their stars have been starting to come around and their support players have also started to find the back of the net. I know Andre Kasha is starting to really find a home in that bottom six in Toronto, but the Pittsburgh Penguins, ever since the third period of that Buffalo game last Tuesday, have played extremely, extremely good hockey. And that's exactly what, I mean, DK asked Sidney Crosby, said, is this the way that you guys need to play? And he said, yes. We need to be tough on the four check. We need to be tough on all four lines, and we need contributions from everyone. We can't do it just one guy anymore, and that's sentiments that we've echoed. That's sentiments that a lot of Pittsburgh voices have echoed. I mean, Hunter Hodes, Zach Smith are on around the 412. Everybody has echoed the fact that this team needs to score as a team now. We don't have the Connor McDavid right now. We don't have a Artemi Panarin. We don't have even Alex Ovechkin what he's doing. He's leading that team, not to the level that anybody on Pittsburgh is right now. I mean, we do have Crosby, but he's at a point where he's saying, listen, we need to all be good in every facet of the game. And that right now is the only downside right now that I've seen from that first line is defensively, they're not all that great right now. Sidney Crosby's numbers, his underlying numbers, Jake Gensel's underlying numbers, they're not fantastic, but that's something you can work on. Whenever you get to, I don't know, double digits on the season and games played for Sidney Crosby, he's still only played like five games. So you you want that to come around eventually, but right now I'm not going to poo-poo on it because the results are still there.
0: No, and I appreciated that you were rolling through like players that uh, are leading their teams. Like you said, Connor McDavid, he's not even leading his team in points, man. Yeah, that's Leon true. Drysaddle's also somehow being a monster this year. Yeah. Ovechkin's doing his thing. I thought of the name of Andrew Mangiapane because holy oh, yeah. hell, that guy fifteen goals in nineteen games. And guess what? He's not leading his team in points.
1: Who's leading that team in points right now, Monahan?
0: Uh here. Well, let me read this off to you. Andrew Mon- Andrew Mangiapane has fifteen goals and two assists. Okay. Well, guys, got to learn to dish it a little. <laughs> um, and then it goes. Elias Lindholm with eight and twelve for twenty. Mm, okay. Johnny Goudreau with eight and t- eight and fourteen for twenty two,
1: eight and f- he has eight goals. <laughs> Johnny Goudreau has eight goals. He scored his first goal against the Penguins.
0: Nice. He must and be he on said, a tear
1: then. Yeah,
0: and you said Monahan.
1: Uh, yeah, that's just the first name that there came into is. my head. Two and seven for nine. Okay, that's not great. So they're probably going to want him to do more. But I mean, the story of that team is the fact that Jacob Markstrom has seven shutouts on the year. So
0: is it ever? <laughs> <laughs> they're winning big though. Like looking at these wins, they're winning multi-goal games. I think. Yeah. They've only won by a single goal once. Didn't that I, I like believe overtime.
1: they? I believe they blew out the Islanders in the opening of UBS Arena. I, nice. That game didn't look close. Whenever I checked in on it, because I watched the first little while of it.
0: Five to two.
1: Yeah, and they were they were up three to one at at, at the point that I stopped watching, and I was like, yeah, it's not looking and they, good. And, I, and then I saw a score update for four to one, and I was like, oh god. <laughs>
0: and then oh my goodness i oh, know that's wrong goalie where am i yeah oh and so, then dan vladar picked up his own shutout hey got a lot of dams later boston. against boston against boston oh man. that's great that was yesterday calgary's anyways. a calgary's a fun team this year they're
1: a wagon to start oh, the year hell but, uh, i guess we'll bring it back to pittsburgh <clears throat> uh, but that was you around the league segment here at type of the i NFL. just got
0: lost in the the he got lost the, in the nhl
1: sauce that's all
0: the what is andrew mangiaponte this year that's all yeah, well,
1: exactly uh in that game on on saturday obviously we mentioned jeff carter getting the insurance gold nice to see him back on the score sheet he has four on the season which it seems like he hasn't scored very much but he has four goals That's not awful um his underlying numbers are also ca- kind of poopy so <laughs> uh so that that's all right though i mean he's jeff carter he's 36 years old just go out there and put up points that's I mean, we want him to obviously forecheck and stuff like that, but you look at look at who's on his line. They make up for it. I mean, you have Zucker, who is like a bloodhound, and you have Kapanen, who is obviously you know when he wants to be one of the fastest players on the ice. So,
0: hey man, it works. Jeff Carter's not doing bad for 14 games, eight points. You can't complain.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, for a guy that's going to end up being your third line center, come on. Uh, The only other thing to mention in that Toronto game, obviously, is another shutout for Tristan Jari. This time, a 26 save shutout, so he's upping it each and every time. Let's talk about Tristan Jari a little bit here before we cut to break. He has back-to-back shutouts. First two shutouts on the season this year for him. That brings him to within the top 10 in the NHL in both both goals allowed average and save percentage currently. That's where we want him. Listen, that's where he was two years ago whenever he was an all-star. That's where you need Tristan Jari to be. And he's playing the way we need him to play. Obviously, the shutouts are nice. We don't need the shutouts. But we need him to play in the way that he is in his positioning. We need him to play in the way that he is in his confidence. That's what we like to see from Tristan Jari. Mm -hmm. Thursday's... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say Thursday's shutout uh, for him passed him on Penguins history for fifth all-time in shutouts, passing Johan Hedberg. So that's another little... Little stat, And then this one, which is something that we're going to continue to watch tonight when they take on the Winnipeg Jets, if he's in net, I'm not sure whether or not he's going to be in net. I don't see why not. But if he is in net, he has a chance to obviously extend this current shutout sequence, which is 149 minutes and 47 seconds without allowing a goal. That's 53 straight shots stopped. And he is 28 minutes shy of the Pittsburgh Penguins franchise record for shutout streaks, which was set. By himself. By him in 2019 when he was an All-Star. That's, so, that's what I was going to
0: mention before. So yeah, okay. You,
1: you got it out of the way. Yeah, sorry. I had this little, little, little list of, little list of hey, tidbits did on good. Tristan Jarry. But it's nice to see him coming around and getting out of that short funk that he was in. Because let's be realistic here. He had a couple of bad games. He did. He had one really bad game in Washington where he was kind of hung out to dry regardless. The team wasn't that good. And then he had a bad game the game before that. So he had a small little setback, but overall he's been pretty consistently good this season.
0: Everyone's got those games, man. Yes. Especially as for goalies. Everyone's got game has games that happen like that. Mm-hmm. Um, unless <clears> you're Jacob Markstrom, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, unless you're Jacob Markstrom or Casey DeSmith, who just can't seem to collect anything this
1: year. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Casey DeSmith's had a bad go of it, and that's why I'm saying, you know, you look at the two teams you're playing next. And and let's get into that also while we're talking about these guys. The two games you have next is Winnipeg tonight on Monday night. That's an 830 Eastern start if you're watching it in Pittsburgh or in the Eastern Seaboard because uh, Winnipeg's a little farther west. So an 830 start against the Winnipeg Jets, who are a good team this year. And then Wednesday, you have the Vancouver Canucks in your pre-Thanksgiving extravaganza that they seem to always have on home ice. And, you know, Vancouver's not had a had, had a good season so far. I mean, once again, disappointing. Looks good on paper. They've had a couple of good outings, but they're a little disappointing. I would, if I'm splitting these, which they might not even split them, but if I'm splitting these, I'm having Casey DeSmith go up against Vancouver.
0: Oh, okay. I like that. I...
1: Yeah, I think you would have to. I just you're feeding him to the wolves if you play him against Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, at in Winnipeg. Yeah, despite attendance numbers being down across across both countries and them and Winnipeg especially, mm-hmm. but I think there's government ruling there. Um, still, you're you throw Desmith in against Winnipeg, a hot team like that, who are coming off two straight losses, but yeah, um, still. It's uh, that's a good team. You don't want your goaltending matchup to be Desmith against possible Olympian Connor Hellebuck.
1: Possible Olympian? He's gonna be he's he's future Olympian Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. So it, it would obviously be a mismatch. But more importantly, I don't even care who's across the crease from him. I'm saying you don't want Casey Desmith to go up against Pierre luc Dubois, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor. I mean Blake Blake Wheeler hasn't a great season, but he's still Blake freaking Wheeler, and Mark Scheifele and, and all those guys. I mean even Adam Lowry's probably going to score tonight. I he always scores against the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I would imagine Adam Lowry's going to going to put one in the back of the net if he's healthy. I don't even know.
0: No, I I understand that too. I think um, trying to pull the names up. Yeah, Kyle Connor's got twelve goals already. Yep. P.L.D. Andrew Cop also. Oh, yeah. name on that team.
1: Cop Ehlers, and Connor are all just there. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you always forget one of those three.
0: Yeah, and you know what's funny? That's three of their top four goal sco- uh, point scorers right now. Yep. Way to go, because there's Shifley down there with seven.
1: Yeah, he had a rough um, go to start the season. Yeah,
0: and it's getting loud outside my window. We love to hear it. And... I don't know. This is still a good team. How's the defense looking, though? Nate Schmidt's back there with 10 assists.
1: It, you know, the defense um, started off the season really poorly. It, it, it looked There was a lot of clips coming out of Winnipeg where Connor Hellybuck was hung out to dry, which is, you know, nothing new for him. But at the same time, it, it seems like they're starting to come around a little bit better. But either way, they've dealt with poor defense in the past. I think this is a upgraded defense albeit not a fantastically upgraded defense but uh it is better than it has been in years past in my opinion
0: uh, well that's good <laughs> for them yeah it's yeah hellebuck being left out to dry is just part of the course up there
1: yeah so I mean, there's been a couple of games this season already i mean you look at the calgary game at, uh, for the pittsburgh penguins against jacob markstrom you look at the game just previous to that against Andre Vasilevsky. There have been games this season where the Penguins have just been stifled by a really hot goaltender. Will it happen again on Monday night? I don't know. I think the way the Pittsburgh Penguins have been playing lends itself to some offensive success against this Winnipeg team, mainly because you can take advantage of their defense a little bit if the Penguins can get in on the forecheck like they like to do early in the game. And we mentioned it on Thursday's episode. The Penguins are 0-5-1 this season when they don't score the first goal. They are now 7-1-0 when they score the first goal of the game. So is it that easy? You know what? I like to follow trends. So I think it's going to be that easy. If the Penguins score first today, I think they have a, ch- a good chance of winning. If they don't score first, they don't. It's oversimplified, but so far this season, that is the trend.
0: Place your bets on DraftKings.com. Promo
1: code THPN. Look at you. Definitely. Definitely. Horwat throwing in the... The DK ad. There we the go. Plug. Plugging it in there. Uh, the Sign only other the game check. this week. Huh? <laughs> Sign the check. Sign the check. The only other game this week, during the week, obviously, is the game against the New York Islanders. The Penguins will play their first game at UBS Arena. The Islanders thus far are 0-2 at UBS. Their first game was last Saturday night. Or not last Saturday night. I guess this previous Saturday night against the Calgary Flames. We mentioned they lost 5-2. to and then they lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs 3 to nothing on Sunday as well. They do have a game in between that last one and this matchup with the Penguins on Friday. So we'll see if, uh, if the Islanders have a win at home by the time they take on the Penguins on Friday night, on Black Friday.
0: Had to, they had to have it. They had to have this new stadium.
1: From what I heard and from the pictures I've seen and from the stats that I've been given, or not stats, but like little facts, it seems like a very nice arena.
0: I don't like that the roof is still super low.
1: They wanted to keep that. I mean, you look at some of the pictures, it looks like it's very low, and they're going to keep that same atmosphere.
0: Ugh, man.
1: All right, I guess. That's, hey, that's their choice. They had they're input <laughs> from Lamorello and Trotz, and I'm sure that was part of it. They want the
0: head coach getting involved in
1: this? Uh, because the Islanders actually wanted to make an arena that, or not the Islanders, but somebody wanted to make an arena for the Islanders that is actually meant for hockey and not basketball.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I just don't like that it's still a low roof. Get with the times, old men, but also they play old men hockey, so, you know.
1: Yeah, and they also don't allow their players to grow facial hair.
0: Oh, boy. And besides, that place will be owned by Billy Joel soon enough.
1: Soon soon enough. What You, you said you got Billy Joel tickets, I saw. I got him. Billy Joel tickets. Look yes, I you. did. I'm sure that's yeah. it. That's that's very exciting. I love seeing Billy Joel. I think I've seen him twice in concert now.
0: I've never seen him. Ugh. Never. I need to. That was one of the things well, I, you're going I, to. I, I run. Yeah, I ironically said like a week before those went on sale It was like if Billy Joel ever comes back around I'm dropping a stack Like it doesn't matter And Dude. then it was announced like the next week And I said
1: did you drop God a, is listen. Did you drop a whole ass stack No no. You, <laughs> I went for the you cheap dropped seats just enough
0: <laughs> I went for the cheap seats because I looked at it and I said Oh these are expensive Yes, He is a well, legend Not to like the legend of Long concert Island.
1: tickets yeah. Pride of Long Island yeah, I like the legend of Long Island better
0: and not to go on a tangent, but I was ideally I was looking for the same seats I was in for the Green Day show because it was just the R one row, a wall behind us, and then just like the overhang. Mm. But those were a lot, very
1: much expensive, so yeah, that seems like a. It was like in like the
0: suites, which one. is open during concerts. I did not know that, Ooh. like the bars behind everything open oh. during concerts. Hmm.
1: So interesting. Well, next
0: time you go to PNC, get tickets in there.
1: Noted. Mental note taken right now. But. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit about Evgeny Malkin. We have an update finally from head coach, Mike Sullivan. We'll discuss that and where he's going to potentially fit in the lineup when he returns right after the break. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. We're talking about Evgeny Malkin, Gino, big ol' 71. We're still a little far out from his return. He's not getting closer. Well, he is getting closer every day, but he's not dangerously close to a return. He has still not even returned to practice with the Pittsburgh Penguins in a non-contact form, which is expected to be the next step. We just don't know when that's going to be. But we finally do, for the first time since the preseason, have an update on Evgeny Malkin's status. And it's a positive one as well. Last week, Mike Sullivan said that Malkin is making great progress in his rehab. In an article for Pittsburgh Hockey Now by Shelly Anderson, she quoted Sullivan in saying, quote, We're really encouraged with the progress that he is making. We're excited, and I had an opportunity to see him the other day and was really encouraged with his strength on the ice and how he's progressed. So, with that being said, Horwat, the Penguins right now, for the first time basically all season these past couple of games, have had a fully healthy lineup minus Evgeny Malkin. And we've seen them start to win hockey games. We've seen them over the last seven periods play much, much better. Now you get this Evgeny Malkin news. It's trending upward for the Pittsburgh Penguins, no?
0: Definitely trending upwards. You go two straight shutout victories, mm-hmm. a good second half of a Buffalo game that you lost, but a good second half. Like I said, the two shutouts. You go into Winnipeg. Hopefully you have a good game there. Uh, you go into the, Thanksgiving, the little Thanksgiving break. You have a nice little dinner. And things look to be trending upwards because Malkin becomes also gets himself closer and closer. He is the only one missing now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's cleared COVID protocol. Everyone's returned from their injuries. An off-season surgery in Crosby's case. Everyone is back. This is what our lineup should be looking like. Brian Boyle is already out of it. Yeah, D- Didn't see that one coming, but here we are. Kinda don't hate it, I guess? Uh, I don't
1: know. No, I don't mind Simone being in there instead of Boyle. Because, I mean, you see what you needed in those games where you're getting thubbed by the Senators and the Capitals. You needed more Simone than you needed Boyle.
0: Yeah, not that Brian Boyle is a bad player for us this year. either no. it's just um that center his center spot's going to just be flip-flopped I think. I mean I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the coaching staff. I'm not part of it. I don't know what their decision making is behind old man Brian Boyle, locker room glue Brian Boyle. Mm-hmm. But for now, he's out of the lineup for Dom Simone to the chagrin of everybody. Mm-hmm. But hey, again, clearly it worked he's only been gone for two games right
1: yes I don't know if he played in the Buffalo game or not I can't remember
0: I don't remember either but as of my knowledge and as of this recording two games without Brian Boyle two shutout victories Mm -hmm. we have found the key to victory apparently sadly yeah but I mean once if Kenny Malkin slides back into this lineup I think that was the real answer like yeah Brian Boyle wouldn't be in the lineup there Mm mm-hmm Cause you're slotting in Crosby at one Boyle or Malkin at two Carter, three Blueger four. And mm-hmm. all is right in the world again, but I don't mind what we have now. As long as things are going well, we're trending upwards. Like you said, and Malkin's coming back.
1: Yeah. Time has kind of erased a little bit of what we saw from Evgeny Malkin last year, but with no knee, he was the best player for the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs. And I understand that, you know, coming off a knee injury, he's not going to, He's not gonna be great right off the bat, but there is a chance that he comes back and he is that player that we saw in the postseason last year.
0: If if all the if all these penguins returning has taught us anything, it's that no one's gonna be good right off the bat this year. No. Just no tell yeah, it like no. it is. No one's gonna be good straight away. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take some time to grow into, it's gonna be some growing pains. But I mean Malkin is a different beast most of the time. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've ever, we, we've had a real Evgeny Malkin discussion in a long time. Mm-hmm. You said he looked like the best player on the ice with one friggin' knee. Yeah, mm. <sighs> yeah. I think maybe that was just a hunger thing. I don't know what the rest of the team. I mean, the team looked fine. At no, least, the, the tell me like it is too.
1: We don't need to re- rehash that entire playoff series. But the Pittsburgh <laughs> right. Penguins outplayed the Islanders and just couldn't win games because they had bad goaltending.
0: Yeah but that's turned it around well yeah so now let's get a hungry malkin flying back into this roster mm-hmm. fully healthy knee two knees maybe one and a half we don't know what's going on with that other one forever now yeah two knee one and a half knees one and a half elbows yeah is that his other issue i guess yeah <laughs> let's see what we get out of a uh 75 of an evgeny malkin these
1: days on a contract here let's not forget um, about that his contract oh, no. is up after the season I mean, we don't need to, we don't need to get into that because that is definitely not a, an issue for right now. Let let's wait till he gets back and see how he plays before we even bring that up in actual in actuality. But, but pulling
0: up cap friendly is a is a uh, down the road just, situation. Just don't do guys. it.
1: Yeah, just don't just don't even pull up cap friendly at this point. I don't I don't I don't want to look at it anymore. We're in season. I know we're cap compliant. So until we make a trade or we're we're needing to make a trade and there's serious rumors, I will not look at cap friendly. Yeah.
0: What. But- which a trade is just a whole other conversation to have for another day. But, man, this team looks good right now. Yeah, I always feel weird about trades. Like, you know they have to happen. You know they're going to happen.
1: Yeah, but what the – I mean, but Ron Hextall roster, has not made a lot of moves. I mean, he yeah, then especially at, in season.
0: Yeah, yeah. You Take a glance at our roster and you're like, who do you want to move on from right now? Yeah. Underperformers? We don't have too many at the moment. And you
1: certainly don't want to trade draft capital.
0: Yeah, and you and even if one of your underperformers say Jason Zucker, do you really want to like, want to trade him right no. now?
1: I, I've I've liked what I've seen from Jason Zucker this season. I know some people haven't, but I've really liked the performance of Jason Zucker. And, and to be honest, with that, I think we should move over to the second half of this conversation with Evgeny Malkin. I mean, obviously when you ask where does he slide in at? Clearly, he's going to be the second-line center, as you mentioned, and he's going to be on the top power play. That's not a question. That's not a debate. Who are his line mates? That's something that we can get into. And let's start with Jason Zucker. He's currently on the second line with Jeff Carter. Do you keep him on the second line when Malkin returns?
0: See, that's hard. That's hard because... I don't think
1: you do. You don't? No. I, I The way that he played with Evgeny Malkin last year... Was not good. I mean, Zucker Uh himself said he had a bad season. And part of that is, and anybody that watched these two play on the same line, it didn't seem like they had any chemistry going. I mean, on the other side of it, yes, Kapanen and Malkin, look at the way that they played together versus the way that Malkin and Zucker played together whenever they were exchanging passes, whenever they were in on the zone together, when they were fighting for the puck together, when they were down low together, it just didn't mesh. And Jason Zucker is a player that right now, if you have him as a bottom six guy, and we've mentioned this, yeah, he might suffer a little bit from taking a back seat when it comes to minutes, but playing him with Jeff Carter and say Evan Rodriguez as a third line, I think that's something that if you're the Penguins, you can capitalize in matchups against several different teams if you have that down there as the third line for you in the bottom six. I don't
0: hate that. It's in a way, it's kind of turning uh, Jason Zucker into the phil Kessel stereotype from 2016 where we picked him up to play with Ooh. Sidney crosby oh that's not going to work to play with evgeny malkin oh they hate each other suddenly phil Kessel's on the third line with nick benino and carl haglin and it's the greatest thing we've ever seen
1: mm-hmm.
0: now is that going to happen again with jason zucker no. not exactly <laughs> we've, not exactly he's not the same sort of player no but we acquired jason zucker because we had a multitude of injuries we stuck him with Crosby. That worked. Worked out pretty well. For some reason, we didn't keep with it. I think just because everyone got healthy and other players worked better. Mm-hmm. Then we up, stuck him with Malkin. Oh, they didn't work well together? Not that they don't like each other, but they didn't work well together? All right. Malkin's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Zucker's playing great with Jeff Carter. Hey, we found our third-line winger now. Just the way the cookie crumbles in this town, I guess, with these wingers. it's yeah. You can score goals. You're a great player. And it's a big, big old fat contract to sit down on the third line. But you know what? We've seen it work before, and that, Mm -hmm. you know, relayed into a championship for us before. Didn't, I mean, that line didn't last a second year as much as we wanted it to. No. (laughs) But it brought us some great moments between Kessel and Malkin for the 2017 run. And, hey, those two figured it out. Um, So maybe just sticking Zucker on the third line with Carter is what's best for business and best for the team. Mm -hmm. And... Who knows what comes of it? I don't know about the idea of Rodriguez down there. I like it.
1: I don't hate it. I um, think that's the best spot for him. I think when Malkin comes yeah. back, the logical name that comes out of the lineup is Dom Simone. Yes. And I don't break up the current fourth line. I don't yep. break up the current first line. And if I'm looking Absolutely. at the second line, yeah, uh, Kasperi Kapanen stays with Evgeny Malkin, clearly, because yes, of what we saw. And uh, I would put Dayton Heinen with Evgeny Malkin. Don't hate that. The Pascal Dupuis prototype. Yeah, no, I, the, and when it comes to Jason Zucker, to close that up, the only similarity yeah. between him and the only connection between him and Phil Kessel is Alex Galchenyuk, because Hell, he was yes. in the middle of that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't liken those two together very much. If I do, it's because Alex Galchenyuk was traded for the, each right. of them. If,
0: if anything, also, it might just turn into they both had a similar trend with this lineup. Yeah. Kessel's happened much faster, though.
1: Yeah, it This has
0: happened within a year, whereas mm-hmm. Zuckers, we kind of had to slow burn this. Yes, yeah. And we're realizing what we've got.
1: So Kasperi Kapanen, I think we're both in agreement that that is probably the easiest decision Mike Sullivan is going to have to make whenever Malka comes back is putting him alongside Cappy.
0: Yes, open and shut case mm-hmm. next.
1: I mean, th- the rapport that they had was, was yeah, great. Yeah. So I mean, You have to
0: hope it's still there, though.
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, even Captain's speed game easily complements Malkin's style. And we've seen Captain not go off get off to the greatest of starts. Yes, he had a hat trick in the one game. Yes, he's played then, well in certain instances, but I feel like, and I don't want to say this because I know people might get on my ass for it, but I feel like the tendency to get lazy on a shift here and a shift there, I think if there's two of them on that line, which Malkin also has that tendency sometimes, if there's two of them on that line they're not going to be able to do it because if you look at who captain's playing with Jeff Carter seems like he's just consistently playing at the same level the entire game and then Jason Zucker is the ta- Tasmanian devil how many how many cartoon network characters can i compare <laughs> Jason Zucker to this season um too many
0: yes. too many already i don't know it's yeah yeah, I think everything we're ma- you're saying is making sense, too. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So the only other question would be, who's on the other wing? And I said Danton Heinen. You said you like that. I mean, why Why do like you that. think, other than the fact that it's Pascal Dupuis, why do you really like having Danton Heinen have that opportunity? Because Danton Heinen has also
0: really proved himself this
1: year. He has. I, I, I agree.
0: We have gotten Boston Danton Heinen like we wanted. Yeah. We haven't gotten Anaheim Heinen. We got the Bruins prototype, who... He's not the grimy player that Boston produces, but he's got that weird, interesting depth scoring ability. Mm-hmm. Sure, he may not post more goals just because he's on the second line, but more opportunity usually leads to that. And he just turns into a player that's the bumper and the grinder on that um, on that line. Mm-hmm. He's the one that you look at and you figure. He's, he's basically the Evan Rodriguez of last season for that Crosby line, where it's, Mm -hmm. what's he doing here? But it's somehow okay for sometimes?
1: I think it's a little bit more okay for Heinen.
0: Yeah, but Heinen, you realize, will work out a little more. He's an Mm -hmm. established NHL name for sure, but I think the fact that he was one of the goal leaders for this team Mm -hmm. also leads a lot into, hey, this guy can do something. He's able to perform at an NHL level. Now let's stick him with one of the best player at one point one of the best players in the league and see if things continue to continue to trend for him Mm -hmm. yeah no I think it's a good idea I also just don't know who else you could put there because you're not taking Heinen out of the lineup at this point
1: uh no you're not uh I mean uh, clearly Simone is the guy that comes out of the lineup so the question then becomes Zucker Rodriguez Heinen alongside Malkin and Kapanen that's that's basically the, the conversation piece, unless you want to break up that fourth line, then maybe put Brock McGinn up there. But I don't think that Mike Sullivan wants to break that fourth line up. I think he he likes that fourth line as much as he liked the the Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev line last season and the year before that. So, What
0: did we do? What did we
1: say the McGinn
0: signing was? Oh, we're just
1: shifting around
0: Tanev into McGinn. Mm-hmm. All right. And guess what? That's exactly what we did.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, with Danton Heinen, I believe there's more to him than what we've seen so far. I mean, he's he's had some really, really bright spots this season. I believe there is more to him, and there's more to his scoring touch. So, I think playing with Malkin could definitely, definitely unlock that scoring touch a little bit more. But we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to finish off this episode with our weekly Pens poll. We'll be right back.
0: Hockey fights, lifestyle, and tales from a first-round draft bust? We have it all and more on the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for boutique hockey content and podcasts covering every team
1: in the NHL. Welcome back to the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, brought to you as always by the Hockey Podcast Network as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and opportunities. Once again, promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and and opportunities. So, we will finish off this episode with a pens poll. You know, Horwat, I should really stop betting on NFL football. You know, I, I keep saying, telling people to go bet on DraftKings, and you should because it is it is the premier sports book. But I really need to get better at it. At least with the NFL, I win I win my bets all week. In the NHL, I win my bets in the NBA. Surprisingly, yes, I know I have a very very limited knowledge, but the NFL just takes all my money every Sunday.
0: For what it is worth this past sunday was a wild day
1: the past two sundays have uh yeah no i've not not gained much although i did hit several player props yesterday which was nice you know aaron Rodgers over eight yards rushing that was that was solid uh, glad you
0: mentioned his name i was gonna make an make an immunized aaron Rodgers joke in there because he because the minnesota vikings finally took home a victory they did by, by a by kick
1: but yeah definitely <laughs> good good for, for that i'm sure state of hoppy up there from the soda pod is is relieved although either way i mean he does the, he's he's consistent too he's like all right well if we suck we suck if we win hey cool yeah
0: absolutely yeah but uh no then there was it the, was the a, return of cam newton taking an l beautiful taking Love l against
1: it. the washington football team which you know my coworkers were were quite happy to see that happen go ahead so.
0: I thought it was just great watching Cam Newton take another L back in Carolina where he should be taking L's. Yeah. I'm trying what to think happened? of
1: some of the other the other the other player props that I hit on yesterday. Oh, yeah. and just, what other player props you got? I I can't remember. I you know, I lost basically all the games. I mean I I had I had the, the Packers minus one. That didn't go well, obviously. You know, I thought I was like, Oh, that's a layup. The Packers are gonna win by more than one against the Vikings. Like come on and then, you know, you see what happens. Kirk Cousins turns into God Cousins and and now we have to move on to the Penns poll because I'm getting sad thinking about all the money I lost yesterday. But uh, I'll get it back this week. I'll get it back. I always do in the NHL. But uh, our Penns poll <laughs> – oh, gosh. Our Penns poll for last week was with the Penguins record at 3-5-2 in their last 10 games, what are your expectations at for this season? Now, you know, this is why I love doing these a week after because – Where the Penguins were last week and where they are right now, at least. When
0: you asked this question. Yes, exactly.
1: And I love seeing the responses because most of the responses come in Monday, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and then a couple sprinkle in Thursday, early Friday morning before it closes on Friday afternoon. But, you know, still, it looks like the majority of our listener base is still high on the – or was at least still high on the Penguins last week. I mean just make the playoffs won this poll with 46%. Missing the playoffs came in second with 28%, so it was one or the other. What up Troll and Polly? Exactly. Uh well it had to be more than that. We had a lot of a lot of votes on this one. Uh, decent playoff run had 16% of the vote and still a cup contender. If you voted on this, which I did not. I don't know if you did. I don't think I don't, you did. Knowing I you, I, I don't think you 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 voted on this. But the 10% of you which might be six or seven people that said still a cup contender, please DM us at iceberg podcast. I want to know how you are so positive and I need a little bit of that positivity in my life. So uh, obviously, you know, I'm positive, but that is, that is insane positivity right there. thinking they're a cup contender right now. Uh, Horwath, what did you have for this poll?
0: I do still love the positivity out of those people though, to be fair. And I'm trying to find the poll. There we go. I have decent playoff run in my selection because I am still positive in this team. Hmm. I'm not, drinking the kool-aid like a cup contender but uh i just don't believe in this team we're still missing malkin who knows what he comes back to be Mm -hmm. you all just heard our conversation Mm -hmm. i hope
1: yeah i don't know if you skip straight through to the penn's poll i mean cool but weird (laughs) um
0: yeah we still have a good chance like i said if this team can become something with malkin on the line if they can if they can become stronger Mm -hmm. uh if we can keep dominating canadian teams the way we're doing minus ottawa we, we ignore that game yes um but here's the mention again hey we we have beaten the toronto maple leafs we're supposed to be one of the best teams in the league a combined nine to two
1: a-o nine to one
0: nine sorry. to one
1: yeah yeah A nine combined
0: to one. nine to one so it's lovely uh, let's keep beating the good teams like that. Let's start beating the bad teams now. I think we can make a nice little run out of this. And I'm trying to read some of the replies here, Richard Blosser with the meh. Hey, that's very fair for the for how we were looking at the time of this question being asked. Yeah, um,
1: meh is actually positive from last Monday. <laughs> yeah, 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 Coming off of those two losses against the Senators and the Capitals, having somebody say meh was uh that's a uh, that's leaning on the positive side from Richard.
0: Yeah, that really is. Yeah. Um, the missed the playoffs people are hilarious. Thank you. Is that Pit of Hoppy? What? What is his name now? Uh, it changes. It changes. Yeah, quite often. Uh, but yeah, no. The missed. We had sixty nine votes on this. Hold on. That is nice. <laughs> and we get back to the missed the playoff people. Yeah, that's that came in second, and they're hilarious people. Apparently, that let's discuss that.
1: Uh, yeah, no. The Penguins. I don't believe. Listen, I understand. The thought process, especially last Monday, you know, I'm not going to get too hard on them because y- you're thinking, what have you done for me lately? You see this poll and you're like, wow, they've sucked. They're in a tough division. You know, they're, they're healthy, healthy. They had one game of health um, and still dealing with the effects of COVID. I mean, the latter stages of effects, even though after they're, they're no longer infected with it, but still dealing with the effects of it. But, uh, yeah, no, the missed the playoffs, folks, I don't agree with that. My vote was just make the playoffs. I was in that large majority because, you know, I'd like to say they're going to have a decent playoff run. I mean, what we saw last year, if they play the way they did and get a little bit better goaltending, yeah, they would have gone on a decent playoff run. But at the same time, I've said it the past two years, or at least last year, all year I said it, I'm not going to give them any credit or believe that they're going to go far in the playoffs until I see it in the first round. I'm basically a Toronto Maple Leafs fan at this point. I need to see it in the first round before I start giving it any any latitude before I start giving it any just any large portion of my vocalization that they're going to make a deep playoff run. So I think they're going to make the playoffs, that's why I voted just make playoffs, but again, I can't I can't say that these guys are going to have a deep playoff run because I just don't know what I'm going to see. Once the calendar flips and and we see the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs,
0: yeah. But also, to be fair, the what was the Penguins' issue in the playoffs last year? Goaltending, goal goaltending because we were outplaying the Islanders. Yeah. Um, if Tristan Jari can keep this shit up all year, <sighs> we are up, we are about it.
1: Yeah, we are obviously, but uh, at the same time, it's you know, it'd be nice if Tristan Jari just didn't allow a goal the rest of the season, but. You know, uh, he's going to have another downturn and there's going to be, you know, all of his detractors coming out and saying, I told you trash can, trash can Jari, which there's one guy that, that, that tweets that on basically anytime we put up Tristan Jari and listen, I like your devotion to your sport of dissing on the Penguins goaltender, but uh, you know, one bad game after two shutouts. If, if, If you post it after tonight's game against Winnipeg, if he has a bad game, I will, I will clearly just look at you and be like, really? Listen, we
0: know this. Penguin fans are never happy with the goaltending. Never. Doesn't matter who it is. It's always – it should have been the person before. It's always – it should be someone else.
1: You know, Tom Barasso would have saved that.
0: No, Ken Reggett would have. Ken,
1: Kenny Reggett. Yeah, Kenny Reggett would have saved that. You know, Jim Rutherford would have saved that.
0: Oh, we're taking it all the way back. <laughs> all right. Dennis Heron. I don't know. Denny Heron. I don't even know how to say his name. Denny Lemieux French.
1: would have saved that. You know what? Just give me Jean
0: Claude Van Damme yes. in overtime against the Hawks, and we're good.
1: Hey, it is what it is. But uh, unless you have anything else, I mean, we we got the a game coming up tonight. I will be. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing a watch along. I have to f- finish up to everything, so I might be doing a watch along for that. So if you if you want to tune into that, I'll be on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel. And uh he
0: move doing an eight thirty watch along?
1: Yeah. It is. <laughs>
0: you looked like you just realized that it was an 8.30 no, game. No, because
1: I said that earlier in the show. Like, I know it's an 8.30, 830 start, but, like, the last time I did it, I was also – I worked for 10 hours, and then I came home and did it immediately after. So I was like, this can't be any worse. Started at 8.30. I'm off today other than, you know, I got podcast duty all day today, which I absolutely love my Mondays because that's what it's basically turned into. Love it. So, uh yeah no definitely <coughs> tune in if you have that or what any last words before we uh, say goodbye for the first time this week
0: no if you're doing a watch along i probably won't be able to catch any of it i will be rocking the box office at stage e for the last show of november yeah i think so mm. so there you go i will be busy tonight so have fun
1: tonight yeah just drop a like on it even if you don't watch it tune in drop a like uh, depending I think, on what
0: time i get home maybe i'll catch the end of it there you go since it is an 8 30 game it's an 8 30
1: game it'll end at uh 11 30 eastern time and then have the post game midnight you know what yeah it's gonna be a late night join me in my late it's monday you. night don't watch that crappy monday night football game between the bucks and the giants tune into my watch along
0: it's a shame you don't drink coffee you could really use some tonight i
1: probably could but that's gonna do it for this episode of the tip of the iceberg Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one, Pens fans. You can follow us on Twitter at Nick 41 and at Nick underscore You can also follow the show's Twitter handle at Iceberg Podcast. This podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcasts from. So please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. We are brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. You can visit them on Twitter at hockeypodnet or at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team everywhere.